welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. All right, welcome back, ladies. Today, I have Kathy McKinnon, and she is the founder of Wellness Warrior Coaching. She works with women to create success rituals to gain more energy, strength, and confidence along their journey to optimal living. She came to this career through her own transformation, which we are going to talk about, so I'm not going to give out all the details yet. (laughs) Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm excited that you're here with me today. Um, So tell me a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So 11 years ago, I began my personal journey um, to transforming my life uh, to a completely different health and wellness than I had ever envisioned. I always joke that, you know, if you had told me when I was in high school that I would now be teaching health and wellness, I I would not have believed you because I could not run a mile back then. So, um, but I was kind of forced into this journey um, because as I was struggling with fertility problems and struggling to understand why I was having miscarriage after miscarriage and beating myself up, um, and not understanding why this was happening to me. I was going from doctor to doctor. I'm a very logical person, so I just wanted to know what was wrong and how to fix it. And there was not a clear answer. But what I did find out months into this process was that I had thyroid cancer. Um, It was a complete fluke that one of the doctors found it. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, the threshold for biopsying the tumor is 1.2 and mine was 1.1. So obviously it was so close. The doctor took judgment to biopsy it, but he could have just said, well, it's, it's under the threshold, come back later. Mm-hmm. So thankfully he, he caught it. Um, and so I had to learn how to battle cancer as well as continue on my battle with my fertility struggles. And, and yeah. it just, overhauled my world. I'm sure. What was it like to be, I'm guessing it was pretty like dark space or time for you. Um, it was, it was pretty dark, especially with the three, I had three miscarriages before my cancer diagnosis. And then I just felt, you know, why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? Why? And I just took it all on personally. Mm-hmm. And I I love that there are so many amazing fertility resources and so many more women are talking about their story today. I wish I had that 11 years ago when I was going through this because I felt absolutely alone that nobody understood what I was going through. And I understand everybody's journey is different, but all of my female friends at the time were having babies, no issues, no problems. And I couldn't understand why I felt like the odd one out like, well, why I couldn't talk to them about it because they seem to not relate. Um, And it was really, really dark and and depressive. And even after I got through the cancer treatments, I had two more miscarriages and I I could not wrap my head around why. me. Yeah, that is, that is very tough. And I'm glad that you do share that story. And that, like you said, other women are, because it happens a lot. And if we don't talk about it, I know, um, 
you can feel very alone. And I think you're probably always going to during that process a little bit and definitely going to grieve that and be sad, but to know that you're not the only one that it happens to. And there's other people to connect with for sure. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And, and that was part of the, the journey as well as, you know, the mindfulness work that I do now. Right. I didn't even know what yoga was at that time mm-hmm. and the impacts of stress on my body. And right. so through the 11 years of trial and error and, and frustration and learning what worked and what didn't, I now have this toolbox of tools that, I want to empower other women with because we aren't alone. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So take me through that. So you said you had 11 miscarriages. Then did you start chemo or so I had, I had thyroid. Sure. So I had three miscarriages and then I had my thyroid completely removed two weeks after I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So it was very quickly because I, did not want that to just play on me mentally. I was just like, let's do it and get done. And then about a month after that, I had a radiation treatment. And then after you have radiation, you have to wait 12 months before trying to conceive again to make sure all of the radiation is out in your body. And so that played on my mind as well because I wasn't getting any younger. Um, And I thought, okay, now I have to wait another 12 months and then what they told me at the time was the radiation, one of the side effects of the radiation is you will actually go through menopause earlier in life. And so I kind of saw the walls collapsing around me. I have to wait 12 months, but menopause is going to come earlier. I was like, so how big of a time span do I have to figure this out? <laughs> I felt like, oh my goodness, do I have just this very small window where it's going to work or it's not because the walls are caving in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just played on my mind. Like we have, we have to make this work and we have to make it work fast because I don't know how much earlier, earlier is. <laughs> sure. I can't imagine the magnitude of stress with that and what it was like in your mind at that time, since at that point you weren't doing mind work, right? You weren't working on that mindset and things. So oh. yeah, I, I was not working on mindset. I was not doing yoga. I was not meditating. I had none of those coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, and so it was very unhealthy, mm-hmm. very, very unhealthy coping mechanisms at that time. Yeah. What was kind of like the pivotal point or turning point through all of this for you? How did you crawl back out of it? Oh, it was a, a I w- I'm not going to say it was an easy process. I'm not going to say no. it was a quick process by any means. But after getting the, the double whammy of the cancer diagnosis, I probably took a good three or four days and just sat in a haze, just trying to figure out what in the world this meant. You know, it's a big, scary C word. Nobody wants to hear that. And really all I wanted was to know how to have my baby. (laughs) Um, So I I sat in a haze for quite a while. And then it was on like the fourth day or so I just woke up and I was like, I am not ready to give up. I'm not ready to give up living. I'm not ready to give up fighting. I'm not ready to just say, this is how my life is going to be. And then I called the the doctor and I said, I just want my very logical path. What are all the steps I need to do so I can get through the cancer treatment? And then I can move on to the next steps of going forward and having my baby. Good for you. That's what you did, right? That is what I did. I now have my um, son who will turn eight here in June. 
Uh, he is my one and only, but I call him my miracle baby. Yeah, that's awesome. So you did get your baby. I did get my <laughs> you baby. Decided you needed one and you wanted one and you were the right fit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what are you up to? Like, so I know battling the cancer, you finally got pregnant. Um, I don't think that's the end of your story though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not end there. Absolutely not. Um, after probably a few years of transforming my life because I had to relearn my body after cancer, after having your thyroid removed, your body does not react the same that it did before. Right. Um, things that worked to even maintain your weight, let alone lose weight, didn't work. Uh, foods that you loved and could eat before, you couldn't now. Mm-hmm. And it took years of learning, relearning my body, my body awareness. So of, okay, I can't do that because I, I tire out a lot quicker than I used to, or yeah. I can't jam pack my schedule like I used to work pull all nighters back at, like I did back in college. Yeah. Um, and really transforming, you know, how I live and now teaching my son those habits. They're how we live. It's what he knows. Yeah. Um, so it's not a secondary thing that we have to teach him after the fact. And Doing this, I had other moms come up to me and say, how do you do it? How do you juggle it all? How do you, and of course, I said, well, first of all, I don't. I don't do it all. There's just no way. There. No one does ever do it all. Even if it looks like we do, we do not. Yeah, let's, I, and I'm absolutely honest and transparent. Yep. I don't I do not do it all. Okay. Um, but I had helped a few of my friends and, and local moms, and one of them said, why aren't you doing this? You could impact so many. You need to share your story. You need to share your gifts because others need to know it is possible. Yes. And I sat back and I was like, I don't know why I'm not. (laughs) And I finally just took the step and said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm (laughs) going to share my story. I'm going to help others because as alone as I felt in my journey, I do not want anybody else to feel that way. It's an awful feeling. Yeah, hundred percent. I understand that too. That's why we do what we do. No one has to do it alone. And I know for me, if we can get the information out there and a woman or, you know, men listen to, if somebody struggles a little less than what we had to, or what they are currently doing, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, I, I always say like, you know, you hear the, the, it takes a village in regards to raising children, but I think it takes a village just to live in today's society and support each other and build each other up. That connection is so important. And I think a lot of us are really disconnected on a lot, a lot of levels. Um, I am a chiropractor, so I do have a very, a job where I get to like touch people all day and, um, I think I've definitely noticed over the years of practicing how people aren't even touched you know, like that human connection, like is really lost anymore on a lot of us. And it can be so healing. It can be. And it's, it's saddening how to many, it's just a foreign concept now and they don't know how to react to it. Mm -hmm. And as disconnected as I think we are from other people, we are, I think even more disconnected from our own bodies and our own selves. Absolutely. Instead of having that self-awareness that we need to have because we all are individuals our bodies all act in Mm -hmm. unique ways many want that quick fix or they want what 
you know, Susie down the street did. Right. It is, it can be time consuming. It can be frustrating to learn your own body, but that is the only way that you're truly going to live. 100% agree with that. So I know like it definitely can be frustrating by all means. I know it's, I see my like postpartum moms go through it because their bodies change so much after pregnancy and starting to reconnect and relearn their new bodies. Um, like you had mentioned, going through a whole process that changes you, whether that's cancer or losing an organ for whatever reason. So I know that was tough. Was there anything that you kept would tell yourself as you were going through that process, as you were starting to learn your new body that just kept you going? I think just kept telling myself that I didn't want to feel that awful sluggish feeling. And now that I finally had my my miracle baby, mm-hmm. I needed to figure out how to show up the best I could for him. Yeah. I wanted to be that mom running around on the playground or going for bike rides with my son. I wanted to be that mom hanging out in the, the dugout at T-ball helping out. Um, and so it was, how do I find that energy and that strength to keep going? Mm-hmm. Because raising children is absolutely exhausting. Um, <laughs> But I did not want him to see mom as the one that wasn't there participating. Right. I get that. Uh, So that was really the catalyst for me is I didn't want him to see me that way, especially since now that I finally had him. So Mm -hmm. that was definitely it. Do you, um, so I know you're clearly like showing him some of the, different lifestyle changes that you've done does he do yoga with you or any like meditation or anything like that he he is a little yogi um (laughs) he loves going to yoga class and I was actually very surprised because he's seven about to turn eight but that age it's very hard to sit still for very long and I Mm -hmm. can appreciate that Um, but on new year's day we went to a 90 minute yoga class that was restorative yoga, which is a slower paced yoga. Yeah. And I did not have to say one word to him the entire class. He followed along and was quiet. And, and I was amazed because 90 minutes of restorative is challenging for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, a, let alone a, a seven-year-old boy with all that energy. So I was very, very proud of him for that. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love it that you're raising like a little mindful human being. Absolutely. We have our mindful moments every, every night at uh, bedtime as well. That is so great. Imagine like just a difference in the world for him. Mm-hmm. That'd be so great. Good for you. I'm happy. So what are you up to now? Tell me. So now I've started my coaching business. I'm expanding it out. I'm working with one-on-one clients. I do one-on-one coaching, helping women put together these success rituals, as I call them, to gain their their energy and their strength and their confidence so that they can show up as best they can for themselves, for their family, for those around them. Um, And I really do this with a multiple tools. So I do health and wellness coaching, mindfulness coaching, Um, Because so much of this, I think, is in our limiting beliefs that we just need to break through. So I'm incorporating all those things to help help women find that balance. Good. Awesome. Is there any 
areas in particular with like any of that? Like, do you tend to connect better with women who maybe have had thyroid issues or moms or just, just you like helping them all? (laughs) I would love to help them all. Um, I would say it definitely resonates with moms. Sure. And I, I am a, a working mom. I am a single mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a mom who has gone through fertility battles. So yeah. I, I am one of them. I understand them. Sure. It really resonates. Yeah. What is, um, let's say we have a mom listening who is struggling with fertility issues right now. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice you would give her so she could... I mean, it could be anything really like, so maybe she has a little bit better peace of mind or she has an action step to, she can do to shift something. If I have to pick just one, because there's so many tools, but really hard. I know <laughs> we can't, you know, only one, <laughs> I will definitely only one. tell you how to get a hold of Kathy later. So you can uh, reach out to her and you can chat with her more about those things, but <laughs> we're going with one yeah. right now. I know it's going to be tough. We're, go- we're going with one. I would say number one, find a mindfulness tool that works for you, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's journaling, um, whether it's just going to talk to a friend over coffee, there's no definition of what a mindfulness tool needs to be, but we cannot bottle it all up inside because that stress is so toxic for our bodies and will impact our ability to, to have children. I think that's a great tool. Absolutely. Cool. Well, what else? Is there anything else you want to tell the ladies listening? I I would just say, do not hesitate to to reach out. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. I I am you. I've lived it. I've been there. um, And I do not want others to to have that alone feeling that I did when I was going through this. Um, While I'm sure every experience is unique, everybody is unique. Yeah, there are ways to help make this a bit easier and not take that whole guilt on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to handle all on your own and process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's, I have some fun questions for you. Are you ready to answer them? I didn't tell you that heard them before. So it's just going to be like, <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> I, I think I'm ready. what is the best piece of advice you've ever received oh that's a good one so the best piece of advice I think I've ever received was um, from my grandmother who was just this little spitfire of a woman who was the whole five foot tall Mm -hmm. Um, but you know she lived in a time where her husband was deployed in the navy and she had to raise the kids on her own and she always said to me, I did what I had to do to hold down things for my family. Whether that meant sleepless nights, early mornings, whatever it might be, you do what you have to do to hold down things for your family. But she also said, make sure you laugh along the way because she was probably one of the, the top jokesters that I know. She believed in joyful living. Yes, life can be hectic. Life can be stressful, but you have to be able to laugh. I think that's great. Absolutely true too, right? Because <laughs> there are going to be moments that are going to be really stressful, but laughing will definitely bring you out, out of it sometimes. <laughs> it helps for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Can't take ourselves way too seriously, guys. <laughs> no. 
Um, are you somebody who likes to read books? Or are you more of an audible person or podcast or all of the above? I am more of a reading books and podcasts. I listen to podcasts on my commute into um, the office, but I, I am still a bit old school and I like holding that paper book in my hand. I'm like the same way, but also spend time in a car. So Audible and podcasts are awesome. What is one book you'd recommend for our ladies out there? So it can be, maybe if you have one on fertility or it can be on um, mindfulness, reconnecting, kind of just finding your power type of thing. Yeah, I think the one that really resonated me with me because I, I love the author and, and she's from the same state as I'm from. And so we're both kind of um, hometown girls, if you will, was A Tribe Called Bliss by Lori Harder. Okay. Just really understanding that those female relationships, friendships, having that supportive tribe, how important that is. Awesome. I'll check that one out. I haven't read it. But I hope you'll enjoy it female tribes are really important in connecting with other ones. So cool. How about, I don't normally ask this one, but I think it's really awesome that you're raising your son to be mindful. So for other parents out there who would like to implement just some different tools, they could start with their kids. What's something you would recommend? One daily practice they could easily sneak in to maybe like their kids won't know that they're going to make them more mindful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say the most simplistic one that we started with was what we call mindful moment. And we do it at bedtime after we do our reading. And I just ask him, what is one thing you're thankful for today? Or what is one thing that was really special for you today? And just taking that time to reflect and be mindful for an experience that you had that day. And like a positive, like, one as well, which is great because as we all know, our, it's pretty easy for our minds to do the negative, but to actively switch to show up for the positive is really important too. And to train our brains yeah. to do that more. <laughs> and it's two, two seconds to ask the right. question, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it gives you a chance to connect with your child on a different level. And you never know what they're going to say because kids can say the, the most interesting things sometimes. I'm sure. I bet you get some really great answers sometimes. <laughs> Probably way more creative than adult answers, I'm going to guess. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But do you have any last words of advice or anything you do want to mention before we're done? I, you know, I just want to say that to, to the women listening, you know, please, please reach out. Don't feel alone. You know, whether it is a fertility struggle, whether it's a weight loss battle, whether it's just you want to understand how to do come to that optimal living, please, please don't hesitate. Don't want that alone feeling. Absolutely. And it's, and it is just a point of actually finding somebody you connect with and reach out. Right. Absolutely. Um, I will make sure all of Kathy's information on how to contact her is in the show notes. So you'll be able to follow her. And if you really enjoy the podcast, definitely let her know and, and reach out to her, chat with her, see how she can help support you. Other than that, I'm so glad that you were here to chat with me today. Thank you. you again for allowing me to be on your show. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for Kathy for chatting with me today. If you would like to connect with her, all of her information is down in the show notes. You can find her on social media. So please reach out and go follow her and send her some love. If you are looking for a community to be part of, I have a free Facebook group, the Fearless Women's Community. And all you have to do is pop on there and ask to be joined and I'll get you in there. 
and uh, contribute. Ask for where you need help. We're here to uplift and support you. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share. Share the love and uh, give it a review and and a rating, and that'll be awesome. Until next time, ladies, go be fearless. This episode of the Fearless Women's Podcast has ended. If you love these messages, please share and give the podcast a five-star review. Until next time, you can find Dr. Madeline on Facebook and Instagram as the Fearless Women's Mentor.